I'm Tommy Gimler, and uh, Syracuse fans, I have something I would like to say to you after the first weekend of the 2018 NCAA tournament. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking. I'm not attractive. <laughs> and I'm, I'm Colby Dant from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Freshly back from Las Vegas, Nevada, and I hate myself. The Daily of the Decker, nothing but sports and crap. Uh, Colby Dan from the Sports Gambling Podcast, talk to me. Did you lose? I thought you, you're good at this. You're supposed to be good at betting on I, I college did, actually, basketball. Actually, I did okay. It was more so my liver. Oh, that You know way. what I mean? Like, I want some money, but, well, it's weird. You win money gambling, you lose money. You know, we were talking about this off, off air, uh, you know, taking cabs. Going to restaurants, you know, getting drinks. You know, here's what I love is you can get like a two Jameson gingers on the strip and they're like twenty five dollars. Right? You go off the strip, it's like three dollars. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Like not even like far off, just yeah, one yeah, block. Just like go to the South Point Casino. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Or just like the liquor store that's on the other side of Las Vegas Boulevard, like behind uh, Flamingo, the exactly. Flamingo, whatever exactly. is on the other side of that. Uh, I wonder how many people like that jump off the Cosmopolitan balconies, like won money, but they were just like, I hate myself from exactly. all of the booze that exactly. I drank. Oh, no, he didn't lose any money. He just drank himself <laughs> to suicide. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, so how'd you do betting wise? I did. I did pretty well. I think my record was like eighteen and thirteen, but that's that's including the playing games, which I w- did not bet because I was not in Vegas. Plus, you're you're not a degenerate. Yeah, you wouldn't. You I wouldn't. wouldn't I wouldn't have bet on Texas Southern, games. even now, though I thought Texas Southern was going to win. <laughs> so you know, a lot of a lot of people were saying uh, they came out like it's it's never been this crazy. It's this is unbelievable. This is unprecedented. Were were some of the quotes about about the first weekend of the uh, the NCAA tournament. I would say, with with the exception of Virginia and UMBC, it's a normal. It happens right? every year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I I would love to almost what, what we need to start doing is you know you find the friend that you watch the games with mm-hmm. and record them in 2019 next year when it happens. Record them saying like this is unbelievable, yeah. and then save that. And then in 2020, when a tournament happens again, and like a 13 Play seed knocks again. off of a four, record them again saying, this is unbelievable. This is unprecedented. And then put it together five years from now. Them, every single year, you're going to think that it's unprecedented. Yeah. I guess the only argument, and, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, because I don't know that I truly believe this, but is that I feel like maybe people are saying more name brands are gone as far as North Carolina. Right. But I, but I had said Arizona. that yeah. if we start looking, I mean, we could, we'll, what we'll do is we'll pinpoint like everything that we said last week that we got right. Because I also called for Syracuse to win some games, despite I, I don't believe they belonged in the tournament. Correct. You know, yeah. that, that, and that was my, my point right there. But hey, you're in the Sweet 16. I'm sorry. Well, I didn't know they go bad. that far, but I'd have them winning the first two rounds. And I, I said, watch them go to the Sweet 16. You did. Yeah. yeah. That was, and, and by far, one of the ugliest games of basketball I've ever seen before <laughs> in my life. Dude, Michigan They're State They're always choked, involved man. in it. They, Syracuse uh, was involved in that game with Arizona State. Ugly, yeah, ugly, terrible, ugly game. Terrible game, yeah. TCU, what did they, did they even score 100 points in no, the TCU I game? I don't think so. Was it 100 combined points? And then Barely Michigan State. So, yeah. I mean, is Syracuse, they should just put them in the Big Ten. They really because the should. Big Ten they plays really ugly should, basketball. Man. I mean, it's like uh, uh, but, but Beheim's done this before, and here, and I guess the lesson here 
is that even though I truly don't believe, if anything, it proves my point with all these mid with Nevada and and Loyola being there, is that Middle Tennessee could very well be there too, and, and same with uh, St. Mary's. But I will say there is something about Beheim getting in as the Final Four, in, and then going deep because he's a very good coach, you know, and that zone does is effective in a lot of these games, but. The zone is effective, but I also think that he's a great motivator. I think he gets probably more hate mail than yeah. anybody and than any other coach yeah, yeah. in the tournament right now, with the exception of Bill Self. They really take that, that basketball <laughs> serious in, uh, in, in Kansas there. But, like, Jim Beheim, I think he's been here before. He did this a couple of years ago when he took, like, a, a very unqualified Syracuse team yeah. and took them all the way to the Final Four before getting curb stomped by the uh, – by the Tar Heels. Which uh, I think they're going to – I mean, they play Duke. That line's at like 11.5 or 12, which I think is still too much, even though I think Duke put it on them in uh, in Durham recently. Right. But uh, I, I, I still th- – I, I think that's a good play. With, I mean, not money line, but I'm saying with, with the points, you know. Uh, good. Well, we'll get that. We'll get to that. So uh, okay. one of the one Sorry. of the great things about having no, it's <laughs> yeah, it's all right. Yeah. This is foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, one of the great things about having Colby Dam from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Find him at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. You can find him on Twitter at Gambling Podcast, and you can uh, specifically find Colby at the Colby D on Twitter. And believe me, once the game start up tomorrow, you're definitely going to want to jump on there and see uh, who he's picking. Eighteen and thirteen. Yeah, Speaking yeah. of unprecedented, because you got to figure one of those losses was Virginia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I mean, I, I had more money on the games that I liked. I got Michigan. I had Houston money line, which Michigan hits a, almost a half-court shot after Houston misses two free throws. I right. still had some very good plays, and I did call. Once again, this was this is 18-13, uh, but I also called for A&M. If, I had Providence beating A&M, but I said if A&M beats Providence, they will beat UNC. And I cashed in money line on that thing. So if you if you knew the money line payouts, I'm actually a lot better than 18-13. and 13. I love it. Let's get, keep sucking your own dick. Let's yeah. do it. Keep yeah. going while, Let's I, do while, I load up the, yeah. while I load up the bracket. Look. All right, so out of out of all of the, the games that you saw, uh, you know, n- let's not count the Virginia-UMBC game because every nobody had that. I was at the Venetian where that guy, I don't know if you read the article on that guy. That, that had the, the 2,000, yeah. was it plus 2,000? Yeah, he, yeah money, money line, line on money that. Line plus he 2000. went to UMBC. He was going wild in the sports book. It was fucking crazy, man. I would have been partying naked. Yeah. <laughs> I would have needed all of my winnings. Well, because it wasn't like even close. You didn't even have to sweat it. When, it was, when you're up 20 with four minutes left, you're like, there's no way they're going to lose this thing. Right. So now the uh, the bracket that we did, like, yeah. no one no one in the uh, the Daily Upper Deckers uh, bracket challenge on, on Yahoo uh, no one had UMBC. A lot of people had Virginia winning it all. So, like, right now... I, I had them in, in the championship. I also had them uh, in the championship uh, as well. But this is why I allow people to do 10 brackets in the Daily Upper Decker Bracket Challenge because I feel like this happens every single year. Uh, single year. For, I think, like, the second time in, uh, in, in three years, Michigan State threw one right up my pee hole. Yeah, I had them winning final, it a couple of my... Four. Yeah, had them winning a couple of my, uh, my brackets. Um... And uh, it was, was a couple of years ago when Middle Tennessee State took them out in the first round, yeah. the year when they were yeah, a number well, two. Everyone thought they should have been a number one. I lost one. my ass on that game, too. Um, but I think when we, were, when we were talking last week, I had uh, Purdue as my national champion. They are still alive. But one of the, one of the big teams um, that I had going to the, the Final Four that you kind of laughed at, I said uh, Texas A&M. Me? I said that. I said Texas A&M. I said, you watch Texas A&M is going to take out – North Carolina, and they're going to go. And you were like, that's actually a good pick because they have two players who are going to be in a top 15 probably in the NBA draft. And I had just – I had figured, of course, I put zero money on the line 
over the weekend betting this because I didn't trust myself. I felt that seven and a half was tasty. I mean, I like them against Michigan, and I I think when you look at their roster, you could argue, with maybe the exception being Villanova, that they have the second-best roster in the whole entire tournament. Outside of Villanova. So it wouldn't surprise you if they absolutely just made a run here. And now with Xavier gone... Like you, you really gotta gotta really, I think you know Gonzaga making yeah. another making another well, run well, here. The, the argument against a And M would be their coaching experience doesn't have much coaching experience in the tournament. You know what I mean? So, so, it, but I'm saying they haven't been healthy all year either due to suspensions or injuries. So, the team when they've played together, they've beaten a lot of heavyweights. They destroyed uh, West Virginia and Germany early in the season. I mean, this team is once they're all together. Wait a minute, they really let good. people from West Virginia, Virginia into in Germany. Germany? <laughs> Get out of it! When did this happen? Uh, it was early on, early November or, or mid-November. So I, I feel like you know a lot of people are considering that like a shocker. You know, I, I would say it's, it was a shocker with the way they curb stomped them, I and mean, that game was never yeah, close. But that's just a bad matchup for them. I really thought mm-hmm. athleticism wise and everything coming into it. That was a fucking nightmare matchup for Carolina. We talked about Loyola Chicago being able to make a run. I had them going to the Elite Eight. I had them going all the way to the Elite Eight before bowing out to Virginia, which obviously isn't going to happen anymore. But, you know, again, I don't think those are as big a surprises. So if I take out the Virginia-UMBC game, what was the biggest shocker of the first weekend? Well, towards for the everyday people, I would say probably – well, actually, I'll be honest. It's probably that Nevada, since they came back the way they did, Right. I mean, Cincinnati's a team that plays legit shutdown defense. So when they get a 20-point lead, I don't think anyone's came back with them all year. 22 yeah. points yeah. with a uh, Jason Cumberland hit a layup with 11.34 left to give uh, Cincinnati a 22-point lead. I'll say that is the, probably the biggest shock to me because I wrote that game off. I, I mean, I changed the channel, everything. Now, Florida State beating Xavier, I thought Xavier was fake, but I didn't think Florida State would get past uh, who they play in the first round. Uh, they played Missouri. I thought Missouri was going to get the best of them. But, I mean, look, Florida State is a, is a Jekyll and Hyde team. When they go, like, I still think fading them is a good option because of how cold they go at times. But, I mean, that's a pretty big surprise, them beating the one seed. I thought Xavier would get past them and, and then struggle. Well, that was another team. So two teams from Cincinnati blew decent yeah. leads. <laughs> Obviously, Cincinnati had a 22-point lead. Xavier had a 9-point lead yeah. very late in the second half. And they let I mean, that even the away. final two minutes, I felt like they were up by was five or six. And you're like, wait, you shouldn't lose this game. The numbers stay, say you should win that game when you're up by that many points. So speaking of Nevada, you have the uh, you have the coach's reaction. This is uh, Eric Musselman, right? The, the uh, coach of I mean, this uh, guy, Nevada. This guy's probably my favorite. You got to listen to this. Yeah, okay. This is after beating Cincinnati, after coming uh, from from down 22 to uh, to beat Cincinnati. So what did he say? A lot of heart, a lot of hope, and I think he forgot to mention a lot of cocaine. Because <laughs> right. if you watch, if you watch that clip, he looks like he had just gotten done doing all of the cocaine in the yeah. fucking world yeah. in that one right and there. And then, like shortly after that, he's running into a locker room, ripping off his shirt and stuff. I mean, it was, he's a wild character. And man. He's jacked, right? Like yeah. he's he's all jacked yeah. up. And you gotta wonder. I mean, you gotta wonder. And I, I look, he's doing. I understand it's probably really hard to recruit and really hard to win in Reno, but at the same time. How good has this coaching job really been? I feel like both times this team's been down by double digits. Can you uh-huh. really put that on the coach, or this the team's getting hot at the right time? I don't know. 
Oh man, I bet you he just he just has something waiting for him right here. Like he reaches out like a little baggie out of his pocket. Like, you guys it, right? all want to get fucking high after this, <laughs> huh? You guys want to do a couple of fucking lines? You come back and Especially win this. Especially in Reno, I could just see. I mean, you do that in Reno, right? Right. I've, I've been to Reno. That's the only I mean? thing to do in Reno. Like if you're going, like if you're flying into Reno and not taking an extra thirty minutes and driving to Tahoe, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you got stuck in Cokeville or something exactly. like that. Exactly. You're, you're too coked out of your mind to do anything. Uh, <laughs> Other than just that Coke. So, uh, but, but when I was listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, while I was doing my laundry, uh, I thought one of, one of your boys said to take Nevada at, like, what was it, like 300 to 1 yeah. to win the national championship. And I actually liked his reasoning. He had said, take them 300 to 1 because then when you get to Cincinnati. Yeah. Then you you can you, you can say there was it, some hedging going on there, uh, right? So that, yeah. and that's how you do it. Kind of explain that to uh, both of our listeners back home here. I don't what re- that, what I, that I don't means. remember exactly what the numbers were. So, so I, or let's say it was three hundred yeah. to one. He was saying take a hundred bucks, throw it on Nevada yeah. to win it all. So at that point, then you're going to win thirty thousand dollars. Yes. So now you almost have thirty thousand dollars to play with. And then when they after Nevada, this is prior to the first round. Nevada then won against Texas. And then played, and they were actually a one point dog in that game. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and they were down by twelve at one point. Right, and and then they played Cincinnati. So his his logic was, at that point, you take Cincinnati, and I forget their odds. Do it just do we spit, do you remember them by chance? No, nah, I don't. I, I think they were they were definitely like favored. Yeah, but it was. I mean, they were favored by a lot. Mm-hmm. But I his his thing was then take Cincinnati to win the national championship. Oh, at, at whatever at whatever it was. Or no, I'm sorry. It was Cincinnati to win the game? I think it was. I think it was just to win yeah, yeah, to I'm win sorry. the game. Yeah. Cincinnati to win the game. <laughs> we've got we got a couple of hecklers here in the form of Chihuahuas. Hey, we're trying to do a podcast over here. At Daily Upper Decker. This is unbelievable. Keep going. Talk about talk about it. But, uh, but whatever it was at the time, it made a ton of sense. No, no, no. And now you're to the Sweet 16, and now you're facing Loyola Chicago, and then the winner of uh, what is it? It's the winner of the Kansas State Kentucky game. Which I actually, I, I actually think Kansas State could give them a, a better match than most people think, especially since their best player, who was out for the UMBC game, uh, from what I understand, is going to play. So yeah. I think my friend Christian Pina. You can follow him on uh, uh, on Twitter, and he's also available through the Sports Gambling Podcast dot com or at Sports or at Gambling Podcast on Twitter. Now, uh, his point was is also I think yeah, it's probably the same thing. But I actually don't even think you should touch Loyola because I think that's a fair game for them to win. But I understand his reasoning, saying if you keep doing this, the point of this is is that the more they advance, the more you can take the other team you're going to end up in the plus at some point. Correct, yeah. yeah. And if they go all the way, congratulations. Yeah, then I mean, you win a shit How ton. much money yeah. did you really, yeah. really hedge? Yeah. Um, all right, so we, we think Nevada was a big surprise. I thought A&M, uh, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you knocked off number two. Everyone's really upset. I didn't, I didn't think it was that much of a shocker. Buffalo, maybe? Buffalo Be- taking down Arizona. Yeah, I had Buffalo plus the points. I didn't think they'd be able to take them out money line, and that was pretty shocking. But I, I think when you look at like UMBC beating Virginia and you look at Buffalo beating Arizona, I think the most shocking things – it's the NCAA tournament, so anything can happen. I think the most shocking thing about each upset is how it was just an absolute ass-pounding. That's true. I mean, That's Arizona true. probably still isn't walking without a limp I mean, I mean, around yeah. campus. I, I mean, uh, the UMBC one winning by 20, man. It's like – I thought a 16 would be to one one day. I really did. But I thought it would be by like a buzzer beater or three points or something. But to just whoop their ass 
probably the most shocking thing ever. You know, I think at like, one time, like late in the second half, uh, Virginia had like twenty nine points. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? This is the number one team. In the na- that's the number one seed in the in the country. So, so I mean, that is. I mean, look, obviously that's the biggest shock because it's the sixteen beating one that's never happened before. But Buffalo is not far behind that because Buffalo destroyed Zona. I mean, they were shooting lights out from three. Right, which just said it was an ass pounding from the get go. Yeah. Again, it's just one of those one of those crazy things. So uh, again. Uh, this is why I love doing 10 brackets because how many people had Arizona? I had Arizona winning one of mine, going to the finals in like another two. In one, I had Michigan State winning it, you know, going to the finals in like another one, oh, yeah. whatever. That it, it's, it's always great uh, to do more than one bracket so that you're sitting here the day before uh, the start of the second weekend and you still have like some brackets yeah, in play. Yeah, uh, opportunities. Uh, so if you did get in, uh, there were like 100, 100 and some brackets that were filled out. Of course, the winner goes home with $100 at the Daily Upper Decker. Find us online at dailyupperdecker.com, on Facebook, on Twitter, at Daily Upper Deck. The winner right now, a husband and a wife. A husband in first, the wife is in second. Wow. Uh, however, uh, JD is not going to remain in the top spot for long because he has Virginia winning it all. Ooh. Meanwhile, his beloved alma mater, Purdue, that's the one his uh, his wife has. Yeah, okay. So a lot of bragging rights but in, in that But even household. Purdue lost Haas, their big man. That's crazy. You know I, I mean? feel like without losing him, like they're looking really, really good. Although that's the, – I, I honestly think looking at what's left here, I think the winner is going to come out of the East because you still have Villanova left, you have Purdue, and you have West Virginia. West Virginia well, is balling well, right that's now. When, you could argue that Nova has the hardest path, and they're, in my opinion, they're the one team that is far above everyone else – from the season, from like, from I'd say January on, right. Uh, so I, I think we, I think we talked about it last week in in saying that I thought West Virginia was underseated, given that they had just won the Big Twelve. I mean, like you win the Big Twelve, then you've got to be. They yeah. didn't win the, the the tournament. No, they didn't. They beat Kansas in the tournament. They, I yeah, Kansas Kansas, beat them. Kansas won the regular season, and West Virginia smoked them in the in the tournament. So it was, it was vice versa. Okay, so. I, I just felt like if you win the tournament, the level of competition that you have to play, like you should be a three seed. You can't yeah. tell me that, especially now it's the toughest conference this year. That was right. you know. especially like taking a team like Texas Tech, who's also still alive. I like them in in that bracket. Yeah. I, I feel that that Villanova West Virginia is more of maybe an elite eight matchup, not a sweet. Definitely, 16. definitely, yeah. man. I mean, that's a brutal. I mean, I mean, it sets up great for. Uh, for Loy- Loyola, in my opinion, it sets up great for you could argue it sets up great for Kentucky, but I think K State's going to give them a much better game than a lot of people think. Uh, one thing I'm hoping for on that side of the bracket is uh, West Virginia to win, and then go. Even though I've got Purdue in in this this bracket that we talked about, I I want West Virginia to win their region, and I want Kansas to win theirs. So it'd be Kansas out of the Midwest and West Virginia out of the East, and then West Virginia would play Kansas again. For a third time this year, and no, fourth, right? Well, yeah, yeah, it's be yeah, for a fourth yeah. time, and uh, a lot of people n- don't talk about it. It's it's kind of like a little known thing, but it's Bob Huggins has a Kansas clause in his contract, and he gets an extra twenty five thousand dollars every time. Get the fuck his out of team here. beats Kansas. Yeah, twenty five thousand. <laughs> so I'd love it'd be a hundred thousand dollars on the line yeah, this year yeah. for Bob Huggins because I know he lost the first two times and then beat him this uh, this time in a tournament. Well, he so, doesn't lose twenty five grand if he loses, right? No, no, that okay. would just be a terrible yeah, contract. Yeah, yeah. That'd right? be like, who's negotiating <laughs> your contract, Richard Sherman? Right. Yeah, that's just be a terrible contract. So that that's one thing that I'm that I'm hoping for out of there. Um, I want to talk about like uh, since you're the gambling expert here, I want to line up every single game, and we're going to go through and we're going to sure. help both of our listeners make some money this week. Sure, sure. All Thanks. right, so we're down to the Sweet Sixteen. The first game tomorrow. 
uh, two of the teams we were just talking about. It's the Cokehead-led Nevada Wolfpack <laughs> against uh, Loy Chi. Yeah, the, the favorite, the favorites, uh, the favorite new uh, Chinese team out of Loyola Chicago, Loy Chi, uh, with a ninety-eight-year-old mascot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the nun. Yeah, the yeah. nun. Yeah, that's crazy. Ninety-eight-year-old. You think she's like? Old, yeah. She's got to be finding like a, a casino in Gary, Indiana, who's taking down, uh, taking some bets for. Her. Oh, and, and she filled out a bracket. And she had Loyola getting to the Sweet Sixteen and losing. So you got to wonder: is that like an omen or something going on? Here? I don't know about like that, but I, I bet you the, the amount of money she's won in the first two rounds, she's saving her church. Right there, this like <laughs> Sister Act three right here. This old nun for Lloyd Chi, saving the school and saving the church. Uh, so it's four oh seven p.m. Pacific time. The first game of the second weekend: Nevada Wolfpack against uh, Loyola Chicago. Uh, Nevada, a point and a half right now. One and a half, minus 117 is the money line over under of 143 and a half. If I'm looking to uh, double my kid's college fund, what do you like in there? Uh, I'm going to go Loyola, just take the points. I think Loyola, if you look at their two games, I personally thought they outplayed both teams despite them needing a a game-winning shot. They were up for a lot of the game in both games, and they, they really put themselves in situations where they needed a game-winning shot. Uh, Nevada, on the other hand, uh, down by double digits each to each team they played so far in the tournament and came back and won. Yeah, I that's, wondered, that's got Team of Destiny written all yeah, over it. I mean, that's that's the scary part, too. And, and they do have an offense that can just light it up. I mean, I think this is actually the hardest out of all the games to, to predict. Um, but I, I, I just like Loyola. I like what they're doing. I think defensively they, 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 they play really, really good defense. And uh, hey, we're trying to do a show here on the Daily Upper Decker. Yeah. Knock it off! You don't like Loyola? He- hey, we'll get to we'll get to your team. We'll, we'll get to Texas Tech. You settled out. Well, they say all dogs uh, were wolves, so he's going with the, uh, the wolf pack. Of <laughs> don't Nevada, you diss the right? wolf pack? <laughs> uh, so I, I think that this is this is one of the uh, it, what'll be interesting is uh, uh, Miami averaged seventy four point one points uh, per game. Loyola beat them. Uh, Tennessee averaged 74.2 points per game. Uh, they beat them, yeah. but Nevada averaged 83.1 points per game. And Loyola, it, it's not like they're scoring with ease. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. been a dogfight, I think, both of their both their games. Granted that, uh, you know, Tennessee is a defensive team. Uh, you know, with, well, they, with I mean, they also play in the SEC. You could argue that where Nevada's playing, you know, San, San Jose State, who, who won like one game in conference this year. You know, I mean, there's some things that, that are misleading on those stat lines. But I mean, I get your point, and, and 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 Nevada when they get hot, I mean, you could argue when they get hot, they could be the best offense in the country. You know what I mean? Uh, Both but, teams are outscoring their opponents by ten point two points per game. It's an even game, man. Is, I'm telling you, this is the hardest out of the one. I'm going to ride Loyola, um, but I, I if I if I'm throwing the money down, stay away from this one or go go light on this one because uh, the other games I think have have some great opportunity to make some money. I, I think it'll it'll be interesting. It'll definitely be a change up. I think, uh, like like I said, how they the other two teams. It wasn't like Miami was known for scoring. It wasn't like Tennessee was known for scoring. That Loyola could hang around. I feel that if Nevada gets out to uh, an er- a lead that, in a yeah. hurry, that it's it's over. But that could go the other way too. Is if Nevada, I mean not not the other way because I know that they could come back. But I'm saying Nevada, they live and die by the jump shot, mm-hmm. and if you start missing. You could find yourself down by a lot. Now, sure, when you're living down by the jump shot, can you come back? Of course, especially when you have five or six or seven players that can all hit jump shots. Um, but I, I, I just think Loyola, though, defensively, I, I also – how about this? I like the coach of Loyola better than the coach of Nevada. I don't 
I don't really see the Nevada coach as like someone that's really been amazing. I just think his team's gotten hot at the right time. If I'm looking for a coach to party with, it's not going to be Loyola you know, Chicago. That's true. He's I'm in, not well, going to church, well, baby. I'm his, going to do a lineup actually, my coach's whoa, wife's Loyola, tits. Loyola's coach also said at a press conference that, man, kind of wish I was younger because I'd love to be in Chicago on St. Patty's Day today. So, I mean, it looks like he got All some right. party in him. You know All what right. I mean? So. But yeah, you can't you can't argue with Muscleman. Muscle All right, so if you like beer, you're with Loyola Chicago. If you love cocaine and the hard shit, <laughs> you're with that's Nevada. Nevada. That's that's how you're going. Uh, one thing I like here is I love betting against the public, and it was n- proven once again last weekend that the public was wrong. They should you know the Michigan the public State, should be yeah. should be calling up like every casino in Vegas and playing that message for them. I was wrong. You were yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> you were the best. I am whatever. Uh, one thing I'm, I'm seeing right now, 88% of the public is taking the under in that game. So oh. if I'm riding anything, I'm, yeah, if you're riding anything over, in that right. game, take the over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's already dropped a point. Started at uh, 144.5, already down to 143.5. Uh, that's what I'm taking in that one. If I have to make a bet, if you put a pistol in my mouth and say, if you hit this bet, you get to do a line of coke off of Eric Musselman's wife's tits. <laughs> that's what I'm taking. I'm taking the over. All right, moving on. Next game uh, at 437. This is the one that's out here. In yes. Los Angeles, Texas A&M against Michigan, against two uh, just two great teams. Yeah. Texas A&M and Michigan uh, from the Staples Center. Uh, Michigan, three-point favorite, minus 145 to win, over under of 136. I love the A&M play here. I think A&M, when it gets down to it, once again, I just think they're the more talented team. Now, coaching-wise, a little bit of a red flag because I love uh, you know Michigan. Beeline. Yeah, Beeline. I think he makes some great adjustments in the game. But I just think A and M is just a better team, better athletically, better just just all over the all like their whole entire roster. With except, the only red flag would be the coach. So I, I think A and M getting points. Are you kidding me? I, I love the A and M play. Is there? Can you bet on like Beeline's Uber getting in a car wreck before the game or something? Like, <laughs> to help Michigan. A little bit of plane trouble yeah, yeah, on the can, on the tarmac. Yeah. Yeah. Can they take a boat or a, a you know a ferry somewhere yeah. to? <laughs> for, they go to Catalina. Think, yeah, they're gonna go visit yeah. Catalina on Wednesday. Yeah, or tonight. Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy. All right, so you're you're liking Texas A and M. I just think there's gonna be so much public money on Michigan. Yeah, as well. I think that's a that's a public team, right? A lot of yeah. people love. They've been throw. riding them all year. I mean, they shouldn't have beat Houston. Let's be honest. Houston doesn't miss those two free throws with 30 seconds left. And then, you know, they come down and shoot a, a, a crazy three from, like, 40 feet out. You know, I, I, I had Houston money line. I'm still bitter about that because I felt like Houston was the better team. Uh, right now, public is uh, kind of riding Texas A&M, riding both the side and the money. Uh, money line, 57% uh, with, this, the, with the points and 58% on the money. Uh, Michigan, 43% on the side, 42% on the money line. Ooh, who are you going to go? Uh, you ride your Big Ten? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, again, I think that's another one that that would be too close to call. I think that there are better, better plays for your cashier. I think. Um, speaking of, uh, so you're going to go a And M. I am going to go a And M. The next game is where I would probably hold out and save my money for this one. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch anything in that a And M Michigan game. I would actually uh, Kentucky minus five and a half. Kentucky minus two forty, and the over under of one thirty eight and a half uh, against Kansas State. Yeah. 6.37 p.m. Thursday night uh, Pacific time. I would take the uh, Kentucky money line. I like Kentucky money line. I also like the under. The under now. Yeah, Kansas State plays yeah. some tight D, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be like a, a defensive struggle. Uh, Kansas State's best player was out. I know they look like shit against UMBC. but they, Down 7 nothing at like the 15-minute yeah. yeah. mark. But their best player was out for the past two games. I mean, they beat Creighton with, with, with other best players, so it shows their capability. They also, you know have some some pretty good wins in the Big 12. 
this season. So they're, they're, they're even though they look like shit against UMBC and got the win, that's almost a good thing because normally teams don't look like shit two or three games in a row. Well, here's here's the one thing that uh, that I, that I would, I'm going to ride Kentucky money line here is because I'm a huge conspiracy theorist, and this the whole set of like Thursday night games really is lacking some big names. There are some big name schools with good followings who are gone now. Gonzaga, you know, it, it's developed quite a following over the yeah. last 10, yeah. 12 years. Uh, but Kentucky's the big one there. Yeah, and I Kentucky think Kentucky and Duke, right, would be the two. Left I think you to, need. Yeah, yeah, I really think Kansas is still alive. I mean, ideally, you would like to see a Final Four. I think of Kansas or Duke, either one. Yeah, you, you'd be okay there uh, out of the Midwest. Uh, but you'd like to see like a Villanova. Yeah, Cause, and, you know, and Kentucky, right? uh, Kentucky for sure, and then and then you can have one or one or two other ones, but you still need to have like the big boys yeah, in there. Some of the big boys, and, and I think it's really lacking that. I think you're going to see the officials. Remember last year in the Kentucky game where there was that official who kept making bullshit calls against. Him I and they do lost remember the game. I do. John remember Higgins, yeah. I think his name was. Is, he, is he reffing this one? He is. Oh he, man, he's you looked refing, into it. <laughs> I don't know if he's reffing the Kentucky game, and if he is, that's a that's bullshit yeah. because he yeah. shouldn't be after exactly. what he did last year. <laughs> but it, it was so bad to the point where like people were leaving reviews of his business like he owns i remember like a, i remember a, this a construction company yeah, or a I, roofing company or somewhere something like, like the midwest that. or something right or north carolina or something or south carolina nebraska i think, I okay, think it's nebraska okay. so like I'll, I'll pull that up while you talk about what you like in that game the kentucky kansas state game i, I mean i would take it look i like kentucky money line like tommy said and but i i do if you are thinking about going with the points or going with points in general i, I like kansas state with the points if i had to take points or, or give points but I also like the under because both these teams are very good at defense. Very good at defense. Now, now. Plus, I don't think uh, Kentucky's very good at free throws either. Yeah, well, if, they've if never been for the past looking, yeah. fifty years. They have been. not since <laughs> Rex Chapman. Yeah, Rex Chapman. <laughs> uh, so it was uh, it was a roofing company. Okay, a roofing company. <laughs> I remember uh, John this. Higgins. Yeah. So uh, and basically, like the uh, Kentucky radio announcers really egged him on to like that's Higgins again. So he owns John Higgins Weather Garden Incorporated in um, in Nebraska. <laughs> What's that Yelp review? What's oh. that star? It's like down to two stars. It, it was at five stars before last year, I bet. Right? Two stars, and yeah. then like the, the Higgins, I think, had his friends like really start leaving like five star <laughs> reviews, and some started getting like pulled off. But there was like a, a one star review. So, did UNC invest in your roofing business? I would bet money that you uh, that you in some way got a huge payout after that game. Just admit that you messed up and have a gambling problem. <laughs> so, do you screw over your clientele the same way you did the uh, <laughs> the Wildcats? The, uh, the it says hashtag BBN. As crooked as you are, there's no way you could uh, you could do a roof in a straight line. <laughs> oh, and then nice hair, asshole. <laughs> oh man, just the brutal world we live in. <laughs> uh, what a horrible person and a horrible company hired them to do a job. The entire first half of the job was like a blind man trying to call a basketball game. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Patrick Price reviewed John Higgins Weather Guard Incorporated. I am very disappointed with the services of this roofing company. They were rude and slow. They also hired numerous undocumented illegal aliens who stared at my daughter sunbathing the entire time they were working. Very Jesus. creepy. The shingles were crooked and leaked from day one. The roof had as many holes in it as the games that Wait, the owner of the company a, referees. This is in Alaska or uh, Nebraska? Nebraska. There's, how many illegal aliens are really in Nebraska? You know what I mean? Uh, I think a lot these days. Probably, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, haven't, I haven't been in a when, while. I, They're why everywhere. Why would you go right? to Nebraska? I would never go to Nebraska. I'd, <laughs> not even to check out that. Uh, this this was the best one. I, I'm scrolling all the way down. I know I put the uh, – let's see. If he roofs as well as he refs, 
better look elsewhere. Uh, <laughs> just, there, there was one. There was one that was just unbelievable. I'm surprised. Some of these are kind of nice. Like, I'm surprised some of them weren't just like, I hope you die in a hurricane or something like that. Or it was, a tornado yeah. It, it or was, something. It was brutal. Uh, let's see what else, what else he says right here. Had John's company replaced my worn out roof, changed four, or charged four times as much as any competitor, but promised to have the job completed in under two weeks, which I thought was a long time frame. I paid up front and came, and he came and removed my old roof and kept making excuses as to why guys couldn't finish the job. Never refunded my money. John, please, my kids are without a roof. <laughs> I wonder if that one's real. That sounded like a real one, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's, that's pretty bad. John Higgins lacks integrity. You can go to daily, go to the Daily Upper Decker and just search for Kentucky on there. It's the first one that pops up, but there, <laughs> it, it it was just pretty crazy. Hopefully, his roofing skills are better than his refing skills. I give you two stars. Wait, who am I kidding? No, I wouldn't. Maybe you should stick with roofing instead of screwing teams uh, over. Then you wouldn't have to worry about all the bad reviews. Which, from- don't you love the irony of the Kentucky fan base, which you know they've just been getting recruits just shady for what? 30 years probably 40 years you know what i mean right i mean i just love the the double standard there <laughs> yeah well i think i think you're gonna see a lot of calls go kentucky's way i i think definitely. I, I really especially went out of my way there i think we wasted seven minutes of bad roofing reviews especially if this guy is roughing that direct game i'm just saying i just don't be yeah don't be i don't think he's going to i wouldn't think i would think no. they'd, they'd remember this and they'd but i like, saw him refing a game over the weekend okay and that's so that's he's what out maybe there remember he's still <laughs> out there you never know you never know where he's going to show up so yeah so i don't necessarily like kentucky minus five and a half but definitely to win the game yeah i, I like kentucky to win in the advance game, yeah. uh and then the final game uh thursday night florida state against gonzaga gonzaga minus five and a half money line of minus 240 over under of 152 and a half i like the over in that one I like the over, and I also like Gonzaga to get that done. Florida State uh, throughout the season hasn't been very consistent, and I feel like winning those two big games, I just think they can't shoot the same way they did every game as the season has proven to us. And uh, the Zags, it's in Los Angeles, so I think some fans from, from Washington and Boise and wherever, you know, the, the people go to school there, they're going to come down to L.A. to check that out. They should have the crowd a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if I know most Florida State grads, they won't even know where to find the Staples Center on a map. Yeah, yeah definitely, exactly. And then also, man, the, I mean, the downside of this would be that Gonzaga got lucky against Greensboro, man. I thought the coach really fucked him, Greensboro. Go on, tell me. You had Greensboro, right? I remember you having Greensboro, I thought. Uh, no, I think I had, I had FSU. No, 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 when they played Gonzaga. Gonzaga, no. UNC I, Greensboro, the I first had, game? I had, like, weird picks like Stephen F. Austin okay. and Manhattan. Okay. Or, uh, not Manhattan, uh, uh, Montana. Ah, uh, that's right. Okay. Well, UNC Greensboro, uh, really, I thought, had that game with the coach kind of uh, – coach kind of cost him the game, in my opinion. Just simple things as far as de- defensively and, mm-hmm. and, and calling a timeout at the right time. But mm-hmm. Because Gonzaga got a little momentum, didn't call a timeout. I – I just thought should have just a terrible coaching job by the UNC Greensboro coach. All right, so Colby Dan from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Find them on Twitter at Gambling Podcast. You can find Colby at the Colby D. He's got he's saying stay away from the Nevada Lloyd Chi game, but if you have to make a bet, you like Loyola Chicago with the points. I do, I do. Plus one and a half. Texas A and M and Michigan, he likes A and M plus three. Kentucky, Kansas State, you're saying 
You I, like the under. Yeah, and I, I would under also, I would also go Kentucky money line. Money line with you, okay. with you on that. Uh, Florida State and Gonzaga. He is saying uh, take Gonzaga with the points minus five and a half. I like it minus five and a half. Do it minus yeah. five and a half. All right, into Friday's games. Uh, first one up, four oh seven p.m. Pacific. Clemson against Kansas. Uh, again, I would take the Kansas money line on here on this one. Yeah, I mean, Clemson's a team that I was really fading throughout the, the the end of the college basketball regular season, but they've looked really good. Like, I had New Mexico State winning the be, beating Clemson. That didn't happen, and it's the way they looked both games that actually thinks I might be inclined to take Clemson in the points just because the if they keep playing that good, uh, I just think Kansas is not the Kansas is very good, but they're not as good as a, a couple of years ago. So uh, if anything, I yeah, can't you said you're going to do Kansas money line uh, again for the for the same reason. I, I think this is what happens usually in the tournament. Very rarely do you see a Butler two years in a row. Yeah, and even the second year, you could say they had more fans so that they were watchable. But like the first year, very rarely do you see that Butler go all the way to the final game. You see the upsets, but by the time it gets to the Sweet 16 matchup, starts to t- they lose those, and the Elite Eight starts to kind of... But you had, like, VCU in the Final Four one year, and same with George Mason. You right. You know what I mean? So, so I, I mean, Clemson's bigger than them. So, in that in that year where VCU went to the Final Four, what were the other teams? Oof. Can oh. you remember? I think they... Oh. they didn't they beat Duke to start that? Uh, so who was in the Final Four? Who did they, they got housed by somebody in the Final Four, I feel like. Was it Florida? It looks like uh, this was 2011. Uh, I know it, George Mason got housed by Florida. So it was Connecticut winning it all against Butler, and then it was Kentucky and VCU. Yeah, Kentucky so, just owned them, right? Uh no 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 because the runner up was Butler so Connecticut might have just owned okay it. okay so but but there you still had for the second year you had Butler who people were at least watching now like oh my god they're doing it again it was a great story but then you still had two um, programs with two huge yeah. followings that yeah. made that Final Four watch you know like yeah. worth watching Kentucky and Connecticut it's an interesting angle I kind of agree with you on the conspiracy theorists there you know the conspiracy theory angle I should say but you know on, on our Friday games. The Friday games are just filled with teams that people would watch. If Kansas wins, people would watch. If West Virginia uh, wins, maybe a little bit, but Villanova is the team where more people are going to follow. You have Duke against Syracuse where Duke would watch, and Purdue against Texas Tech. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if people think or are aware that Texas Tech has a Division One <laughs> basketball program. I, I, I tell you, though, man, I, I, I something about Clemson, though. They look really good to me, so I'm going to take Clemson on the points. All right, so Clemson plus four and a half from the Colby D, eighteen and thirteen. How are you? Why was there a push? You, you were mean? eighteen and thirteen, not eighteen and fourteen or nineteen uh, and thirteen. Did I, you mean, have I, a push did, I, I did push on the Kentucky game, Davidson. Okay, so eighteen, thirteen, and yeah, one. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. I was just testing my math yeah. skills. There like you there go. Thirty-two there you games. Go, man. All right. Yeah. Uh, West Virginia, Villanova, Villanova minus five, Villanova minus two fifteen on the money line. Over under of one fifty two and a half. Right away, I would say the over uh, West Virginia has put up a shit ton of points. It's true, but I also think they run a full court press. Oh, yeah, this helps your over. They're, West Virginia is known for a, f- a full court press. Well, Virginia or Villanova has the best guards in the country, so it's easy to beat a, a full court press, which means with more good guards. scoring. Yeah, yeah, with good guards. So, Break it so. one big pass. Yeah. I, yeah, I like the funny. over. I also like Villanova to just minus the points even. So Villanova minus five and the over. Yeah. I said Kansas money line. You said Clemson and the points. 
Uh, Syracuse and Duke at 6.37 p.m. Pacific time Friday night. Duke minus 11.5, minus 7.50 on the money line, over under a 133.5. I mean, I'm going to take, take Syracuse in the points. And it's, you know, you want to get crazy with your money, throw a little bit on that money line. With a payout like that, I understand Duke just beat their ass, you know, three weeks ago. But the Syracuse team's playing tough, man, as you saw with Michigan State. So, I mean, with, that, with, that, with a payout like that, I still think Duke's going to win this game. But 11.5 points, give me Syracuse in the points. You know, I also, I also feel that with these games, you have your eight games Thursday and Friday, four in each day, that this is where te- people like to put in like four or five team parlays. Yeah. And you know what's going to be part of that every single parlay? The money line. Duke minus 750. Oh, okay. Duke no, no, mi- Duke it, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. The money okay. line is going to be part yeah. of those parlays every single time. So I almost don't want to touch it. Uh, like part of the fun of watching, like I'm in that gambling league with, with my buddies uh-huh. and part of the fun of watching that UNBC Virginia game was knowing that 15 people were going to get kicked out of the <laughs> league when Virginia <laughs> lost because they did those, what I like to call pussy bets where they took like number ones and number twos yeah. and just took their, all their money lines and put them in the, the parlay. Gotcha. Uh, it happened to someone when they when they put Arizona in a parlay, uh, like in a parlay. Cause they're like, "Oh, that's just going to happen. They're going to win." Instead of actually sitting down and watching the games and maybe doing a little bit of homework, they were like, "I'll just take all the number ones and number yeah. twos." You yeah. know? So watching like all those guys lose all of their shares on such a pussy bet, I mean, it is it's exhilarating. That, I it bet. Really is. I it's bet. Such that a great sounds feeling. pretty hilarious. But it was like the first day. Dude, I, come I, on, I, that number's too high, though, right? Minus seven fifty. No, no, no. The the, the spread, the eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. That's it's a ton of points, especially with. Uh, the way Bayheim has his has his uh, guys playing, playing right? like playing us against them, uh, they can't score any points though. And but Duke's also a team that I, I kind of has, in my opinion, kind of got the gods to look after him. Iona should have been a sixteen, Penn should have been a fifteen, in my opinion. Right. So Duke gets Iona, and then Rhode Island barely beats a terrible Oklahoma team. And, and Rhode Island, who was great in the regular season, but kind of towards the final week or two of the regular season, they they look like shit. I'm I'm just curious. I just feel like they haven't been tested. These teams aren't that good. Rhode Island really struggled at the end of the season. So you could argue that they don't they didn't even belong in the in the tournament. But my point is is that I thought they had a very easy path. I get. think they still have an easy path if you yeah. look at it. Like I know I apologize to Syracuse fans, but you made it this far and I I just I I think that that this is where it stops. If if you even if you look at years ago uh, a couple years ago when they when they Went all the way to the Final Four, and they got up against that really good UNC team. UNC curb stomped them that day, and then yeah. it, the magic was over. And, and I think you know, making it to the second weekend is a testament to to Jim Beheim's ability to coach uh, you know inferior teams yeah. when the time counts to get this far. But I think Duke just and, and again for my other reasons, like this tournament needs yeah. Duke. Yeah, yeah. With all the teams, you know, that that have been and, eliminated. But so you can also see if you are doubting Tommy's uh, you know, theory on the conspiracy angle. I believe that a little bit of the conspiracy angle is giving Duke that high of a seed and giving them Iona instead of a team like Penn or a team like the other the other uh 15s that the other teams played. You know what I mean? I really feel like they look out for Duke. It's kind of like how Notre Dame is always in the top 25 even when they're having a terrible year. In well, football, right? I, I always, I always feel too like the tournament needs to have either UNC, yeah, or Duke in like the elite eight. Like, yeah. I would love to know the last time a tournament went, or you know, like a some a, a tournament made it that far, like uh, the elite eight without Duke. Like, if you look at two thousand, so two thousand seventeen, UNC won it all. 
2016, they lost in the championship game to Villanova, so they made it that far. Duke won in 2015, so they made it that far. Well, they didn't even win that year. The refs gave them that against Wisconsin. Against right? Wisconsin, yeah. of course. Uh, trying to find out, like, when just when was the last time either UNC or Duke wasn't in the yeah. Elite Eight? I feel like you got to have one of them, one of them, because that whole area loves college basketball well, so I mean, much. Duke, Duke and North Carolina—they have fans that are. It's kind of like the Cowboys. It's bigger than North Carolina, right? You know, I mean, you can go to a bar here in L.A. and and you know you might find fifteen North Carolina fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like it's annoying, but you know what I mean. But but they do. It's bigger than their actual state that they're in. Uh, trying to find well, whatever, whatever it is. I'm just saying. I think this tournament. My point is conspiracy. This tournament needs Duke, so they're going. I, mean, I think Duke's going to, you know, beat Syracuse, and then you get a, either a Purdue team which is without Isaac Haas, or you get a Texas Tech team which I know you think is really good. I love the you, Texas Tech. I've loved them all year, man. But if you yeah. think the refs are going to call a fair game, that's Duke true. against that's Texas true. Tech. <laughs> think again. Think again. They're uh -huh. trying to market this but, thing into its big weekend. But if you're gambling, in my opinion, take eleven and a half. I don't care who. I, I, when you get to the Sweet Sixteen, anyone giving away eleven and a half, I'll I'll take it every time. Sounds good. All right. And then the uh, the final game of uh, of Friday night is this Texas Tech team we're talking about. They are two point underdogs to Purdue. Uh, Purdue minus one twenty seven money line over under of one thirty seven and a half. Maybe like talk to me about Texas Tech. Like why did they win those two games? I mean they were down the majority of the <laughs> I game. I mean you Steve could argue. Austin. I was so happy. My only thought, my the only thought going through my head, I was I was getting ready to tweet you. Like I told you, <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> Stephen F. Austin. And I hey I love the Stephen F. Austin team. This is the one when they played Texas Tech all year. I kind of circled Texas Tech. I circled Stephen F. Austin. And I was like, okay, uh, these teams are going to have go deep. And it sucked that they had to play each other in the first round. Right. I ended up taking F. Austin plus the points and hitting on it, but eked that one out. But Texas Tech, in my opinion, they just went to like an FU mode. They went to like, okay, five minutes left, let's 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 buckle down, and they did. And and Texas uh, or Stephen F. Austin didn't score in the final five minutes. So I mean, uh, Texas Tech only given up um, sixty four point seven points. A game, and that was in the Big 12. Yeah, I mean, think about that. They're a really good team. I thought they were kind of underrated all year. Uh, I liked them to get it done against Purdue, even though Purdue's kind of like looking better than I thought they'd be. You know, and I know you ride in Purdue, Tommy. Uh, Earlier, they, the they have they uh, have the the Edwards. Yeah, Caleb yeah. and uh, who's the other guy? Vince. They can Not, shoot. Is yeah. it Vince? No, it's Caleb. It's the, the Edwards, bro. They're, I don't even know if they're brothers. I don't think they're brothers. No, just that, that's great yeah. recruiting. Okay. You never know. That could be a hell of a story that, that until they it? played uh, together. I, for I can't Purdue. recall the guy's name at the moment, but um, but I mean, look, Purdue's, Purdue got by Butler. I mean, I had him get by Butler, but you know, a lot of people had Butler, you know, coming out of that game. So, and to do that without one of their best players, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good, man. And but Texas Tech, man, I like Texas Tech in the points here. I think Texas Tech is a uh, really good team, and like Tommy said, though they would play Duke if Syracuse does not beat Duke. And that game kind of scares me now that you bring up all these things. I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to become a conspiracy theorist over here. That's what happens. It's basically the Church of Scientology over here at the Gimmar House. You got a couple of dogs to, uh, to throw you me. off a little bit, a yeah. couple of chihuahuas, and then we, we, we tell you that your favorite sport has been rigged from day yeah. one. Oh, look at those chemtrails out that window, right? <laughs> 
Uh, in uh, we have two bedrooms over there. Over there is our master bedroom. Over there is the flat Earth room. Yes, where you yes. go in there and it's just <laughs> Kyrie Irving on a loop talking about the flat Earth. There's a lot of stuff over there. Uh, and then out back we have like the moon as a hologram. And you know the the whole nice. landing was fake. That, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it. It's a big conspiracy I, house over here. I do. That's what I love about you, man. All right. So if you had to give me your final four from here on out, because there are sites. I know the four letter is saying, "Hey, your brackets obviously busted. We have the numbers here. None of you guys have good brackets left. You can do another bracket, basically on on ESPN. Yeah. You can fill out another bracket starting with the the sixteen teams that are left. If you had to narrow it down to the four teams who are going to be left standing. Uh, after Saturday and Sunday's games, who's it going to be? You got you got uh, Nova is my for sure. I have them winning the national championship when I started this, and that's by far the hardest route I think. Yeah, that's what's hilarious for for you know for the the committee or whatever you want to say uh, the people that put that put together this tournament. But I got okay, so I got Nova against. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Duke in the Final Four. You've you've sold me. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll go. I'm gonna go Texas A&M, and I'm gonna go. Unfortunately, I'm gonna go Kentucky. Kentucky. So now think about that Final Four that you said. If that Final Four is Kentucky against A&M, and then Villanova against Duke, what has happened is, and, and I think that the tur- I've, I've learned this just watching the tournament that it really doesn't matter. What happens in the opening rounds? As long as you get down to that final four, yeah. and there are the heavyweights in there, but Butler, you have but, to have the heavyweights. Court shot that almost went in, but I get your point, I, and I agree. I agree, right? That, but it yeah. still would have been a story because you you had so you they would have beat the Almighty. It and would I have guess, been like I NC guess State. A&M would be Houston. the story considering that they were on the bubble uh, with about two weeks left into the season. Right, I, but I think it's like it doesn't. You just need to have at least one of those heavyweights. In the championship game, ideally they would like to see Kentucky against Duke. Yeah, I mean, ideally the classic, with the, with the history, rivalry, the history yeah, between those two yeah. teams, you would you would ideally like to see something the like Leitner that. The Leitner shot would be being shown every five seconds. You right. know what I mean? Right, but even like a Kentucky against Kansas, when you have these storied programs, it's what makes college football. I'd hate to say it because I feel like there are teams that always get dicked, but uh, Central Florida, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it's really good for the sport. I think the fact that like Alabama is as good as they are. This his just historically proud program. Yeah. Um, the fact that they're there every single year now that you always have your Oklahomas and you have your Ohio States and Georgia and, now is on the scene and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah huge pe- fan bases. Yeah, people might think that it's that it's bullshit, and I really I think it is. But it's like in the end. The people who are going to watch are the diehard fans. You ever meet a USC fan? I have. Just all they do is walk around with their two fingers yeah. up in the fucking air the yeah. whole time. Like yeah. they had just gotten done fingering like Kim Kardashian. Like, exactly. Smell my fucking <laughs> fingers. Here we go. And that's they're just they're diehard fans. They live and they breathe uh, their programs. And it's the same for college basketball. Like who's going to watch? You know, I'm an idealist, right? Like I would love to see. I would love to see something like. Uh, like uh, yeah, like in Nevada, make it all me the way, too, man. and and just two programs, like maybe Nevada and maybe like a, a Purdue, right? Dude, Nevada goes there. I might try to convince you to come to Reno with me and party. Right? That's, like, I think that's doable, <laughs> and I think that the Atlantis up in Reno would have us to do our <laughs> podcast up there. I think we could get a free free room. Um, in fact, I think we could probably get our own rooms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he gets his own room. I get my own room. Uh, you know, I would love to see that, but more, I'm a I'm a realist. Yeah. More than that. I would love to see that. I would watch it. But the majority of people would look and say Nevada, Purdue. 
Yeah, I would never watch that I, game. I, that would be it. Would be like one of my favorite college basketball years ever if it was Nevada versus Purdue. So I'm very much in the same boat with you. Just like I, I personally thought Central Florida should have went to the to, to the playoffs, especially if you if you saw the way they beat uh, Auburn in the uh, in their bowl game. You should you should you know sit there and shit on the committee because I don't care that Georgia and Alabama went down to the final play of the game and it was a great game, but. You know, there's a problem with the system here. Mm-hmm. You know, money talks, baby. Yeah, yeah. money talks. It always has. Uh, so, if you're asking me what my final four Which is going is going to be, thank you, thank you for that. My final four is going to be Kentucky. It's going to be Texas A&M. It's going to be Duke, and it's going to be Villanova. So we agree on our final four. Yeah. The only thing that I could see going like a little bit differently would be Kansas beating Duke. Okay. But either way, it's that would be like an elite eight matchup for the A&M, ages. Who would A and M play after after uh, Michigan again? A uh, and M would have to be Michigan, then they would have to beat Gonzaga because Gonzaga. It could be, be Gonzaga State. too. It could be Gonzaga, right? Yeah. Um, and and again, Gonzaga through the years now has has I think gotten a national yeah fan it, base. Yeah, um, they're not the you know the the darlings that they're they kind once of like were, the but Duke of the West. Right. So and if anything, I would say I'll, just to switch it up a little bit, I'll say Kansas. Because that's still a historical program that okay. that would be yeah. fine there. Yeah. Either way, you're going to get Kansas against Duke. Yeah, you're going to get that matchup, and that's going to be great for the tournament. Uh, I, I honestly, I love this Villanova West Virginia. That's a great matchup. A, it, I, yeah, I really do. Game, yeah. But I think it'd be better for the sport if Villanova makes it all the of way course, to the final four. Of course, yeah. Uh, and then my eventual champion uh, would either be. Um, I, I just I, I couldn't I just can't take Kentucky. I think there's just still too many faults there. I think Nova does it, man. I, I really do. It's either it's either Nova or the winner of the Duke Kansas game. Nova just two. looked like the best team to me all year for the most part. Uh, even with Virginia having that record, Nova just looks better offensively. Like Virginia, I was always look. I, I picked Virginia to go to the championship game, but I'm year in and year out a skeptic on Virginia. The only reason why I did that is because I saw how many people were fading Virginia. And I saw how mediocre college basketball was. And I said, you know what? Maybe this is the year Bennett can do it. But overall, Villanova's been the best team all year, and I think they're going to be the best team at the end of the day. All right, so you're taking Nova. I will take uh, the winner of the Kansas-Duke game. Okay. okay. Whoever whoever wins that game. And I, I, I really I have zero doubts right now that Kentucky will be the other team opposing them. <laughs> In the championship game right now. You're going to watch. For all the shit that John Higgins gave them in their games last year, this is going to be payback. <laughs> They're going to get every single – I like, could see that. It was like in the NFL when the Packers had that fail Mary called against him and they had like all these calls go against him for a couple of years. Yeah. If you've been watching like lately, I've seen like a lot of good calls um, go, yeah. go toward the yeah. Packers where it's kind of like, that. all right, we're still not even, but it's but it's coming back. It all reciprocates. Well, it's, like, hey, it's like the NBA with the, the Lakers and the Kings back when they had Shaq and, and Kobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was game six in Sacramento, and the NBA was freaking out because Sacramento is a very small market to play in the finals. And they had something like 45 fouls called to like five because the NBA was like, we must make the Lakers get in the finals. Right. Because it was you know if the, if the Kings had won that game, the series would have been over. Right. So, so I tell mean, me, people don't want to see Bobby Jackson, yeah, yeah right, <laughs> Chris Webber. They don't want to see that. I that's wanted a, to see it. I still think that's a course. huge conspiracy there. Again, as the idealist in me wants to see those teams, but the the realism behind it is you're going to see teams like Duke, Kansas, Villanova, Kentucky, and teams like that uh, in the Final Four. Uh, Colby Damp from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Great to have you on again. Hey, always great to be here. This man. is our final uh, college basketball talk, basically of the year, unless like. 
Coach K goes out and like murders a family of four at a Ponderosa <laughs> or something like that. You that quickly is, call me and say we got to cover this. We got to we got to do it. Otherwise, it'll be Ponderosa full, special, <laughs> full baseball mode. Uh, next next week here on the Daily Upper Decker, we are going to be talking fantasy baseball, and then of course we're going to do our baseball over unders, our win total over unders awesome. for the year. You're a gambling guru. If you want to get in that, we will gladly have you here. Cool. In cool. the meantime, make sure you check them out all weekend long to uh, to get the best bets around for free. It's yeah. the Colby D on Twitter. The Colby D. You can also find them on uh, at Gambling Podcast on Twitter and SportsGamblingPodcast.com. Give me your airtight motherfucker of a of a pick this week. Something that's going to win me a hundred bucks. Okay, uh, just go my lock then, or we, we okay. just I'm talking. This is it. This is it. I want to do coke off of Eric Musselman's wife's tits, but I got to bring the coke, and I don't have a hundred bucks. G- give me A and M money line. A and M money line over Michigan. You heard it yeah. here first on the Daily Upper Decker. Check us out every single day at dailyupperdecker.com, on Twitter uh, at Daily Upper Deck, and of course on the F Book, which may or may not exist next week. <laughs> the Daily Upper Decker, nothing but sports and crap. <laughs>